Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, welcome to the show. This is going to be a, a fun one that you've kind of started putting together for us based on a lot of questions that we get because yeah. we realize when we talk on this show, uh, we use words that are very common to us and to a lot of you know Disney nerds, but a lot of people don't pick up on. And so we get kind of random questions like, wait, what does that mean? And so we're going to go through the Disney dictionary tonight. Yeah. We don't want anybody to feel left out of the conversation or feel like they can't ask because, Oh, that's a stupid question. Cause they keep talking about it. Like everybody knows. And sometimes we forget everybody knows. So yes, we're going to do some Disney dictionary definitions do you ever go on any of the disney message boards or group fans and stuff like that it's pretty chaotic how many abbreviations and words they use i know we have a you have a couple sentences we'll go over at the end kind of for fun uh so this hopefully will help you out a little bit when you get pulled into the disney experience and while you're at the park some of the cast members will talk to you this way yeah and, that's and, that's part of this for sure we are going to go through a bunch of words that you might hear. And if you already know one, awesome. But if not, hopefully we teach you something new. Perfect. All right. You ready to get going, Doug? I'm ready so I'm, to define I'm going to give the word you define it. Oh, okay. It's like a test. It is. Like a, oh, man. But you are, the Disney, you are the Disney dentist. You're actually wearing your scrubs right now. So yeah. you should be good at taking tests. You are a doctor. I took a lot of them. Took All a lot of them, Derek. All right. Well, here we go. First word is the hub. The hub. This is one that we say all the time and we never say what it is. So sorry, first of all. Um, it is the area in front of Cinderella's castle or Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland. It's in the Magic Kingdom, the big circular area where all the spokes come off the wheel to go in the other lands. So you come down Main Street USA, it ends at the hub. A lot of times we'll say we watched fireworks from the hub. That's where the hub is, right in front of Cinderella's castle. Just got redone. Very nice. It's where the partner statue is as well. That's a statue of Mickey and Walt holding hands. And the hub is absolutely the best place to go four hours before fireworks <laughs> anymore. Uh, but that is where people start lining up. So that's why we talk about the hub quite a bit on this show. We do. That's a big one. Next one, kind of playing off that a little bit, is the park icon. Park icon. Um, Walt actually called this the big weenie. Um, back in the day. I don't know if we use that terminology anymore, but each park has an icon. So Magic Kingdom is Cinderella's castle. Epcot is Spaceship Earth. Animal Kingdom is the Tree of Life. And Hollywood Studios, Derek, do you know what it is right now? Tower of Terror, the Christmas version? I think they're using Tower of Terror. They, they've had four different park icons in Hollywood Studios. They've used the Chinese Theater. They've used the Earful Tower, which was a water tower with ears. They've used the sorcerer hat that was in front of the 
Chinese Theater, and now Tower of Terror appears as its park icon. So uh, Walt always said you have to have something to draw people in, and that's what this is referring to. All right, well, the next one is one of your favorite ones, and I think it's funny that we've gotten a couple questions on what is that, because uh, it's never dawned on me, but that is just a Mickey bar. Mickey bar. So, yeah, this is a simple one. It's ice cream, chocolate-covered ice cream, super cold, really refreshing. It's actually called a Mickey's Premium Ice Cream Bar is the real name of it. Yeah, it's just a snack. But, yeah, Mickey bar. It's not, not a bar a full snack. of Mickey's. It's, it's the, the snack. snack. The snack. If you go and you've never had one, you should have a Mickey bar. But people think Mickey bar, they think they're going to get some alcoholic drinks. Like, where's the Mickey bar at? I, I've heard that yeah. many a times. They're like, wait, what are you talking about? No, it's I, just the ice cream. Though, yep, that's right. there should be a hidden Club 33 thing called the Mickey bar. Wow, that is an awesome idea I just had. Imagineers yeah. picking that up right now. Yep. Uh, so... There we go. That's my million-dollar idea. Anyway, next one on our list is one that we use all the time, and I realize I, I got to unabbreviate it to a lot of people, but that is ADR. Did you make your ADRs? That's right. Did you make them 180 days in advance? That's advanced dining reservation. So that's just a dining reservation. It's all ADR means. Why not just call it dining reservations? I don't know. All reservations are made in advance, Disney. I don't think the A is needed. That's a good point. I never thought about no. it that way. Uh, it's kind of like the ATM machine. It's ATM machine machine. Yeah. Yep. The advanced dining. Yeah. Maybe because of this, we'll just start calling it the DRs. DRs. That doesn't sound as no, good. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No. yeah. ADR sounds better. All right. Another one is uh, is one of my favorites, and that is Fast Pass. What's a Fast Pass? How many times I've heard that sentence blows yeah. my mind. First things first. A Fast Pass is free included with your park admission. So it's basically a pass that you make in advance on the app, which we'll get to later, to get uh, shorter waits for rides. It gets you in the fast line. The, it lets you fast pass the line, and you get to make three of them per park per day, 60 days in advance staying on property, 30 days in advance if you're off property. Super important, make your fast passes. That's They're included. Right. You don't have to pay for them. And it's not paper fast passes anymore, which a lot of people still think. No. no. Times Only have changed. in Paris. No. And going with the fast pass is our next word, the magic band. The magic band. We have a whole episode on magic bands. So scroll way back to like episode six or five or something like that. And uh, you can learn all about the magic band. It does everything. There's nothing actually stored in your magic band. It links to your My Disney Experience account. See, I'm just throwing – I can't even define these words without other words, Derek. Yeah, because how complicated yeah, have, it is. That, the other words coming up. So your magic band you wear from the time you land in Orlando till the time you leave, and it gets you in the park, in your room, pays for your dining credits. It, it has your fast passes. It's basically your ticket to everything, Disney. Waterproof, and it, it's a fashion statement, I suppose. Yeah, you got to match colors. Yeah, pick your color in advance. Um, they Don't ship get it to gray. You. Yeah, we got ours about a month in advance. Don't get gray. That's the if you don't um, pick your colors, you get gray. Don't be a gray bander. If nothing else, you've learned that from this show. All right. Well, the next one uh, is an, another random question we get. Most people do know, but that is the monorail. Yeah. So a monorail is essentially a train with one rail instead of two trails. It's it's 
or two rails, not trails. Um, that's where the name comes from. But there is a monorail that can take you from the parking lot at the Magic Kingdom to the Magic Kingdom. You have to get around the Seven Seas Lagoon. So you take the monorail or another mode of transportation, which we'll get to in a minute. The other thing the monorail does is it gets you from the Magic Kingdom parking lot to Epcot. So it connects two parks together and the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, and Contemporary Resorts. All connected via monorail. Sometimes you can just do victory laps. I've done that. Can't. I have done a victory lap a couple times on the monorail. After a cruise one time, we didn't have park tickets, and uh, so we went to the Polynesian, got a Dole Whip, and rode the monorail around the loop a couple times, so that was fun. Yeah, that would be. Um, The next one is another mode of transportation, and that is the friendship boat. So a friendship boat can be found over at Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, Swan Dolphin, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. It connects all those. Um, As I showed Derek, you can make the walk just as fast, but the boat's a little more relaxing and you don't sweat as much. But those are called friendship boats. They can also be found in Epcot going from like Future World to the kind of halfway back World Showcase. I don't know why they're called friendship boats. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure there's a backstory, but uh, they're very friendly. I've only ever seen the backside of the friendship boat as we try to chase it down. <laughs> Similar to the backside of Wyatt, Derek. It's, yeah. uh, it's a running gag now. All right. Well, the next one is the ferry. The ferry. So not a friendship boat, but yep. a ferry. It's a big two-deck ship that goes from the Magic Kingdom parking lot, also known as the TTC, over to the Magic Kingdom, back and forth. That's your other option than the monorail to get from one place to the other. And the ferry, a lot of times, may not be as fast as the monorail, but it is a lot more comfortable, a lot, I don't know, it's a lot neater arriving by boat rather than monorail. I don't know. I like the ferry, Derek. Where are you? Are you a monorail or ferry guy? I prefer the monorail, but lately, uh, last two trips, I think it was, the monorail's been down. And mm. so we've had to take in the ferry. And my favorite thing about it is people just look lost. Like, yeah. Monroe's that how do we get to the park? There's, there's a boat? And it's just, they yeah. kind of, it's it's funny because it's just right there by it too. And, and most people just don't even realize it exists because I think a lot of people like that monorail through mm-hmm. the contemporary around the poly yeah. and stuff. So. No, it's uh, it's fun. I, I, like, I prefer the monorail, but I've done uh, done the ferry just as much. I like the ferry because it's a little more comfortable. You're never crammed in there. Like the monorail, there's times I've been in it. Oh, yeah. And it's like yeah. almost can breathe. Uh, the ferry, it can be full, but it doesn't feel – maybe because it's open air. Mm-hmm. It just feels neater. Oh. All right. The next mode of transportation we talked about quite a bit on this show is the Magical Express. Ah, the Magical Express. This is the bus that takes you to and from the airport and your resort – you have to link it to your account, have your travel agent uh, link your flights with your account, and then you're good to go with your reservation. They give you a little ticket on your door the last day that you're there, so you have it for the next morning or evening. Um, it's magical and tragical. It's either the best ride or the worst ride when you're le- uh-huh. going to the parks or going back home. That's right. But the thing that I love that makes it the most magical is still the luggage that you drop off and just magically ends up in your room. So Yeah, you put the little tag on 
at home, your home airport, and uh, it shows up in your room hours later. I I did this on did that on our last trip, and a little R two he found his way to our room at Pop Century. I never had to go find him off a luggage carousel. Perfect. All right. Well, the next word is one that we use quite a bit on the show, and that is hopper, park hopper ticket, hopping, hop. A uh, very common term that a lot of people don't even think realize that you can do two parks, three parks, heck, all four parks in one day. Yeah. So, Derek, you kind of used to be anti-hopping a little bit, right? I was. I was for you, the long – until we really dove into this show and uh, uh, hopping with you and hopping with my wife. I was very anti-hopping. Still, still a touch love spending the whole day at the park. But yeah. when you're doing these shorter trips, it has worked out very well to bounce back and forth. Yeah, and shorter trips gives you a chance to experiment a little bit more variety. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's going to allow you to experiment, experience more – it's going to let you get more variety or hit more must-dos rather than get into your, you know, second-tier type of things. Uh, it's hopping. It's simply you're hopping from one park to another park within the same day. To do that, you have to have a park hopper ticket. So you have to add that onto the base ticket. It does cost a little bit more um, to have the park hopper ticket to go to more than one park in a day. And you're thinking, wait. Well, why don't I just buy a 10-day ticket for my five-day trip and go to two parks in one day and use a ticket each day? Yeah, Disney's smarter than that. It doesn't work that way. They will they will figure it out and get your money one way or the other. They always get your money. And I think that was my problem with park hoppers, why I was against them, because I just want to be cheap. What, you know, We do a lot of four-day vacations, one uh-huh. park each day, save money. Uh, but now, mm-hmm. especially our last couple, they've been like two- and three-day quick trips, and we wanted to make sure we got to all four parks. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are scared to do it with little kids. I think it's actually easier. They take a nap. If, you break. You take a nap. You Like, say you have a rental car, you get in your car, they fall asleep, you go to a different park after it. It's not difficult. Uh, hopping really allows you to book dinner wherever you want dinner rather than where you have to have dinner. Mm-hmm. I think that's one real important thing. And it allows you to hop away from a crowd at one park to a less crowded park, that sort of stuff, if you plan it really smart. I agree. All right. Well, the next one that we have is cast member. That's Disney, a good one. Disney doesn't have employees. They don't have employees. They have cast members. Um, that's basically what they call employees. That The people that work at Disney are cast members. One reason they are called cast members is because they do um, – there's a lot of different legalities if you're casting actors and – it allows you to do some things that are called discrimination if you're just casting a job. So it does allow them to put certain type of people in certain types of roles, like with their characters. They're actually casting that. So uh, I think one reason why Walt always called them cast members because he casted them like he would a movie because legally that's what he understood and what he knew, and that's carried over to today, just the term cast member. And it's not a cult at all. Not at all. Possibly a little bit. (laughs) All right. Next one that we have another word we love using on this uh, show is hard ticket event. That's right. Hard ticket event. So that's basically referring to something that you have to purchase separate admission to go to. You used to actually get a hard ticket in the mail for like Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Now you it's just on your magic band. So I think you still can get the hard ticket, but you have to 
that order a certain way. So that's what it is. Just one of those parties. There's other hard ticket events like Night of Joy. Uh, there's a Star Wars one coming up that coincides with the release of The Last Jedi. And so, we're not going to this? No, Derek. It's too close to Christmas, I was mm. told. Plus, Episode I don't want to watch... I'm going to watch the movie like three times in one weekend here. So do I really need to go? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I probably should. Episode nine. We'll do it. Yeah. There's lightsaber colored churros, Derek. Oh, there's a red and a blue churro. That's probably like like a lightsaber handle. Yeah. Upcharge for the coloring. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they got us Star Wars people. They know what they're doing. Um, So that's a hard ticket event. That's also where hoppers come in the most valuable because you can go to a park that's having a party and then hop away from it as the party starts. And I think that's uh, what confuses a lot of people is those tickets. They they go to, you know, I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom in October and they expect Mickey's not so scary and don't realize it uh, until oh. they're there that they need a ticket. I know that happens. I've yep. heard of that happening with other people. but I've seen it. Uh, yep, hard ticket event. They, they want your money, like you said earlier in the show. Yeah, so they will kick you out if you do not have the ticket to the yep. party. There's no hiding from them, trust me. Well, speaking of party, there's also party nights, and that's our next word. Same basic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us, I, I know in a couple episodes again, I said, what well, was a party night? I said that over and over, and so that's how it affects the touring. Basically, there was Mickey's Not So Scary or a Very Merry Christmas Party going on, so it affects the crowds. So the during the whole fall, September to Christmas, there's a lot of party nights. So the nights there's not parties, the Magic Kingdom will be packed. So you want to go to the Magic Kingdom on a party day, hop away to some other evening entertainment, and then you got to come back and fight the crowds on a non-party night. So those party nights greatly affect the touring plan and strategies. All right, next word, MDX. MDX, My Disney Experience, also abbreviated as MDE. Yep. And sometimes just referred to as the app or go to the website or Log into My Disney Experience, the whole thing. I've heard it every way from a cast member. Um, The MDX throws me the most because it's experience with an E, but whatever. Who can spell? Um, And if you turn the letters just a little bit, DMX, famous rapper. Yeah. Yeah, or Disney XD. Oh, yeah. TV station. So it's a super important one. Uh, You got to have the app, have everything linked. It's where you make your fast passes, where you make your dining reservations, where you'll make more fast passes when you're in the park. So that's kind of the one that your magic band, fast passes, ADRs, all those other words we were defining, they all flow together. It's like a really weird spider web of Disney knowledge. Mm-hmm. All right, another one is rider swap, something that I love to take advantage of. Yeah, you define this one, Derek. Rider swap is where, uh, you know, you and your spouse, if you have a kid like ours who are too short to ride Tower of Terror or any of the roller coasters, uh, one of you goes right up to a cast member, show them the baby or the child, the other parent takes them, you get kind of a uh, ticket or they'll give you a kind of a badge type thing, you go through the line and uh, come back out, you give it to me and then I kind of get a fast pass cut in line 
type thing. So mm -hmm. only one of us has to wait in line, but yet both of us can still ride the ride. And the best is when you have kids who are tall enough mm -hmm. like yours and they get to ride multiple times because what is it up to three? Three. Yep. Three people can go. So Sam and Alden were just furious at Claire when she was 40 inches because they were so used to doing like thunder over and over and over and tower and all those just repetitive with, you know, they go through it once, get the child swap ticket, rider swap ticket, and uh, go through it again. You know, a different adult sometimes. Maybe Michelle would take them both times. But it's a great tool. You do have to, like you said, Derek, show them the child. You have to produce the child. And there's times where you look around and you're thinking, hmm, will somebody loan me a kid to walk up to this cast member? I don't know. I'm sure that's happened. Oh, I guarantee it's almost it like has. shared a child. But – um, I'd be willing you know, to do it just, you know, I'd loan my kid out, but they're all too tall. Yeah. So, well, we yeah. have a, we have a baby coming, so, uh, we'll be able to take advantage of this for a few more years. They will also give you a rider swap. Say you have a kid that's like, they're younger still, but they are afraid of roller coasters, afraid of tower terror, don't want to do it. You can still go up to the cast member and ask. Most of the time the cast member will give you the rider swap. If you have a child that's afraid to go on it, so both adults can experience the attraction. Um, now, will they do it because you have an adult that's scared of it? No. But if you have a child like still younger, I don't know if they would for like Samantha, who's about to turn 12 here. You know, well, maybe I'll test it. Maybe I'll have claim she's scared and we'll see if we can get a rider swap out of them. We'll see. It's worth trying. Worth trying. So, yep. And if you have a fast pass, say your group has a fast pass, you can still do it with your fast pass so you can fast pass get rider swap and go again it, you can get a lot of attractions in that way all right next one on the list is the memory maker so this is a photo package that you can pre-purchase or purchase later it's cheaper if you pre-purchase though um it allows you immediate downloads of just about everything after they scan your magic bands you can see the pictures from rides pictures you had in front of those park icons all that sort of stuff, pictures from character meet and greets. Uh, it's really great. Now that you can download it right from the My Disney Experience app, that's another big benefit. And uh, by buying the Memory Maker, that's the photo package, you get all those downloads. And it is pretty instant. I, I still am amazed yeah. with how fast you can get them. You, you can take a picture with the character now and have them up on Facebook within five minutes. Yeah, probably five minutes. There's sometimes it takes a little longer. Other times it's like instantaneous. Just kind of depends on the Wi-Fi of the area you had the picture taken with. All right, next one goes right along with that, and that is the word PhotoPass. So PhotoPass is the photographers taking the pictures that go to the app that you can purchase with the Memory Maker. But the PhotoPass photographers are all over the place. You do not have to have purchased Memory Maker to use the PhotoPass photographers. You can hand them your camera. But PhotoPass is just referring to the photographers, not necessarily the pictures or the app or the package. That's Memory Maker. But use the PhotoPass photographers. Um, we like to hand them our camera or our phone anyway, even though we have purchased Memory Maker. That way, just in case their picture doesn't come out, doesn't link right, it does happen. That way you have the picture still on your phone. That's smart. Good tip. All right, the next few we're going to hit up in the dining area, and uh, that would be the first one, quick service. 
quick service dining refers to a restaurant that's more like a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A where you walk up to a counter and you order and then you stand at the counter until you get your food and then you go sit down. Um, Some of them you have to fill your drinks. Some of them they fill your drinks. It's kind of a mixed bag there. But uh, that's what quick service means. So it's like fast food. And the next one is table service. This is the exact opposite of fast food. It's where you sit at a table and a waiter waits on you. Um, Those are also the restaurants where you need to have your ADRs, your advanced dining reservations, in place to eat at. And some of them book more than 180 days in advance and are difficult to get. And that is why you use a travel agent, something that we thankfully don't have to define. So... (sighs) The next one is uh, pretty self-explanatory, but we do get questions on it, and that is, what is a dining credit? Yeah, if you buy the Disney dining plan, you get so many credits per night. So the basic one is a table service credit, a counter service credit, and two snacks. And that goes by per night of your stay. And each time you eat at one of those locations or use a snack credit, that's probably the most important one, you use up those credits at the bottom of the receipt. You can see your total credits remaining. Also now on the app, you can track your credits right there on the My Disney Experience app. See how that one My Disney MDX just just ties into everything. DMX, oh. yep, he ties into everything. Everywhere. Uh, next one is a word I am jealous of because you are and I'm not, and that is AP. AP, we do say this a lot, don't we? Yes, well, I'm we I'm going to get an AP in this year, and man, if I had an AP... Uh, annual pass. So annual pass, AP, that's what that stands for. So there's annual pass discounts and there's an annual pass line to get into the park. So you will see like AP written some places, um, when you're there. I don't think everywhere, I don't think it should confuse you, but AP, that's what that stands for. You get treated a little bit nicer, some discounts, back massages, just, you get a little magnet, you get a magnet for your car. Potentially, yes, they send us a magnet, unlike the cruise line who fails to send the McKnight's magnets. We got a magnet from the cruise line. I, you know, and so did Joe. He got a magnet, and you guys both rubbed it in our face. But right. they don't like us. I no, guess we'll I just guess have not. to keep going and giving them our money. <sighs> it's an expensive magnet. Anyway, uh, we have two more, and the first one is Q. Q. That's an excellent one. The cast members tell you the Q starts there. Q up over there. What does Q mean? It's another word for line. Um, it's a fancy, nicer, less line type of word for line. And they use it a lot. Mm-hmm. It really has taken off in the last five, six years. I believe it came from the British. They like to queue up everywhere. And now we are at Disney World. We're queuing up. Well, and they've really made the queues a lot more interactive. They have. And, and makes the line kind of go a little bit faster. And that's the way they always present it, too, is the queue is this, the queue is that. I think it's just so that they're not making it sound like you're standing in line all the time at Disney World because they like to spin stuff. Um, Disney World would try to tell you it does not rain in Central Florida if they could, but they can't. So they just use different words, yep. you know, like wet sunshine. I don't know what words they use, but that's pretty close, that, pretty that, close to something right. they say on social media. All right, the final word is one of our favorites. If you don't know it, then uh, you might be on the wrong podcast, but that is rope drop. Rope drop. Ah, it's the most important word we've said. Uh, You got to be there for park opening. That's just another word for park opening. They literally 
remove a rope or drop a rope at some of the parks. They used to always just drop it and get out of the way and let you run. Now they are safer and they walk you to the first attraction. But uh, it's park opening. Get to the gates about 60 minutes before and you'll end up right on that rope, right? Yep. We have plenty of pictures of us at the rope, our families at the rope. And I love it because uh, I've had friends who have gone down in the last few months and they're like, there really is a rope. I always, I, I always yeah. thought you were kind of kidding with that. There's, It's just a you know, little, a rope. little white rope that you could probably buy for 20 bucks at any store. And, yeah. and that is what's keeping all the masses back. We, uh, when we did Star Wars weekends, there are store troopers that come out and do like a pre-show for rope drop. And uh, they're talking about the rope. Like, why, why is that rope holding all those people back? What is, what is so special about that rope? Is it an enhanced rope? No, I think it's just a rope with a clip on the end. Well, is the clip enhanced? Like the the one stormtrooper was enhanced. The enhanced was his main word. It's pretty funny. I got it. Got it on YouTube, Derek. Ooh, we on might have YouTube to link channel. to it sometime. Oh, or it's what? an enforced rope. Reinforced rope. It's yeah, it's magical. And that's a yeah. there's a word that they use all the time. Magical. Ma- Everything's magical. magical in Disney. That's not on our it list. Is. Uh, because no. magical is a, it can be used before or after any word possible. I think it's an adjective, a noun, a verb. It's every part of speech at Disney. Yep. Correct. I'm bad at English. You you tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. They use it. I think every cast member has to use the word magical at least one time per sentence. Yeah, I think so. And point with two fingers. Nope. Yep. Can't. Yeah, because one offends people too. Yeah. Two All is good. All right, now we're going to have a little fun here as we wrap up the show. Doug, I know you have a couple sentences, kind of give some people uh, what it sounds like to use some of the Disney jargon in a full sentence. And maybe well, you'll be able to, maybe our listeners will be able to play along a little bit now that they maybe have learned a new one. Well, I got one sentence here, Derek, and we'll ask you see uh, if you can translate it. It's uh, straightforward. Then we'll do some acronyms. Because if you go on the message boards and you're reading – like say at Discords or EasyWW or somewhere, a lot of people talk in abbreviation because typing out Magic Kingdom gets tiring. Um, if I were to help you make a touring plan, there's no words on the touring plan. It's a whole bunch of abbreviations. I uh, forgot who I handed one to one time, a friend here, and they looked at it and like, this means literally nothing other than go to the bus and like you know yep. the, the time the times were the only thing that made sense they knew what time they were supposed to do something just not what they're supposed to do so here's the the sentence all right those first things are actual words when is our fp plus for 7 dmt at mk during emh when is our fast pass for uh what was the uh seven dwarfs mine train yeah at magic kingdom and what was the last during emh extra magic hours yes but what kind of extra magic Early. hours evening oh evening evening, Darn it, evening. I failed. yeah see we didn't mention extra magic hours on our list well we failed already look at that extra magic hours are what you get when you stay on property an hour early or too late but some other abbreviations um so what would you say asm lowercase o oh that's uh all stars movies all-star movies yeah so all-star sports is it never looks good it's a s s p so and like 
My favorite resort to stay at in the Magic Kingdom area is BLT, Bay Lake Tower. Let's see, what would be a good... Oh, a lot of people ask, what time is FOF at the MK? Very, uh, would that be the parade? Yes, the, yeah, festival, the festival of fantasy, fantasy parade. I knew that song, the oh. festival of fantasy. You could sing it, yeah, but yeah. maybe we shouldn't sing it though. No. <laughs> uh, and, you know, someone just turned off the Kingdom, podcast right after that, as they should. Um, I'm terrible with abbreviations. I'm really bad with them too. It takes me a long time. Some of the ones you see a lot are like MVMCP. That's Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Um, like Polly, I always say Polly for uh, Polynesian. That's actually the abbreviation is Polly. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it just goes on and on and on. When I'm at HS, I like to RD, RNRC. Uh, rock and roller coaster. Yeah. At Hollywood Studios, you like to rope drop. Yeah, look at that. That's we're speaking our own language. Yep. So there you go. That's kind of a taste of the uh abbreviations. It's it's crazy. There's some lists online. If you Google like Disney World acronyms, you can find lots of websites that have just hundreds of abbreviations for stuff, and it's almost more frightening than just not knowing what they stand for. Well, and if you don't know and you want to learn more about them, we recommend emailing Michelle McKnight, and she will help you plan any of your trips at, like, A, lowercase O, uh, big A, which I always think is funny, Art of Animation, you know, has that little O in it. But at any of the resorts, and if you don't know, she would love to help you plan those and maybe help you with all the abbreviations. Uh, She actually sends out something. When you do book, and it can help you out. It has a few of those words on there as well that we talked yeah, about does. tonight. So she definitely is the rope drop queen and can help you book a magical, so yeah, used in a sentence, vacation. Yeah. What, what part of speech is that? That's an adjective? You're describing the vacation? Is that what that is? I, I'm telling you, Disney uses it as a noun and a verb and everything. It's, it's magical. All right. Well, that is all the time that we have today. But if you have a favorite uh, Disney word or jargon or acronym that you want to share, please let us know via Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We'd love to have fun. And if you have any questions, please send us a message. We will definitely talk to you about it. Uh, I can already see someone's going to send us like a really long, like 38 letter. And it's going to stand for, like, my trip is in 320 AOS and yeah. the MK. So. And they're going to ask us to translate. Yeah, they're, they're going to start messing with us. So if that's you, thank you for that. That will be our fun little yep. – uh, that's what you can do on the plane. You can translate because I know you'll be heading down to Florida here in a couple weeks. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Can't come soon enough. Nope. Yeah, I just looked. My trip – my next trip is 94 days away. That's so pretty quick, Derek. It will it's coming be. up. It will go quick. Uh, be sure to go on to Facebook and Twitter and like and follow our show. But for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. This has been Rope Drop Radio.